Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning. I hope you are all well and enjoying this brisk and beautiful November. We are nearing the end of 2021, and it is no time like the present to engage miracles. How do we actually move beyond the human condition if we don't move beyond our belief from being human conditioning? Uh, We have thought that we are only human, but now there are so many experiences that are taking place that allow us to move beyond the conscious or unconscious mind into the superconscious. But we must know how, and we must also know the purpose for some of the things that are taking place in our lives. Today, we are going to be talking to Dr. Mark Mincola, and he has written a book and created a movie, The Way of Miracles. It's an adventure for the mind and spirit that begins with the premise that miracles don't randomly happen. We actually create them. And according to Mark, developing our superconscious mind and recognizing the divine source that exists within each of us is what generates those miracles. A holistic physician for more than three decades, Dr. Mark Mancola has used his own techniques and learnings to cure himself of a life-threatening illness. In the way of miracles, he shares experiences, documented research, and exercises that he provides his patients and uses himself to raise consciousness in order to cultivate the ability to heal and create miracles that have a lasting effect. Uh, He has has a PhD in health from Columbia Pacific University and is a holistic practitioner of 37 years. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Mark Nicola to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome. It is a pleasure to have you here. Simran, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Uh, I want to first uh, distinguish, we we have two things going on that I really want people to know about, and one of them is your book, The Way of Miracles, Accessing Your Superconscious, and we're going to dive more deeply into that over the conversation, but you also have a film that that helps to depict um, much of the concepts and also where we are now and how we grow into more of that superconsciousness state of being. And and it really is a state of being. So I'd like to start right there about how we move from human being to superconsciousness being. Well, first of all, I think it's important to acknowledge that when it comes to miracles, our starting place is we can, there's four different components to, to the possibilities when it comes to miracles. We can reject, we can accept, we can expect. And we can create miracles. So most of us, I think, go through an evolutionary process where we initially, perhaps initially, reject the notion of miracles. It's too, too much for us to contend with, too much for us to believe in, too much for us to accept. So there's rejection, and there's a possibility for, for accepting the possibility. We've gone from rejection and rejecting the concept of miracle-making to accepting it as a possibility, accepting the fact that it could happen happens to somebody else, doesn't happen to me. Then we move into the realm of expecting. There's an expectancy component. And by a lot of research indications, we, we, we've learned over the years, especially in recent years, that by having expectancy, 
we change our chemistry, we change our neurological response. So by expecting something like a miracle to happen, by changing from not expecting it to expecting it, we change our nervous system, we change the way our body functions, we change the way our brain functions, we, we, we alter our, our pruning and our, and our sprouting process in, in the brain. It's remarkable. And then finally, we, we empower ourselves. We, we move into a more expansive realm of consciousness, like you said, super consciousness. And that, that's the realm where we can actually create miracles. That's where, that's where we, we don't wait for them. We're not expecting them or accepting them or playing any of those different facets off. We're, we're actually engaging in the process of believing in it to the, to the extent that we're actionizing it. We're action, action. Action is the key to, to creation. So we're acting in, in a, in a pro- positive, creative way, creating the process and making miracles happen from within our, our own consciousness. Super consciousness is the realm that that, that, that that takes place in. So I say most of us are spending most of our time in consciousness. So consciousness produces about 2,000 bits of information per second. 2,000 bits of information per second. Subconsciousness produces about 400 billion bits of information per second. Superconsciousness is limitless. So we actually change our capacity to, to, to think. We alter our capacity to expand our conscious awareness, our, our, our beingness at the highest thought level by, by taking the time to meditate, to move into to deeper states, move into trance states, and when we move into trance and meditative state, we alter our frequency, our electromagnetic frequency. So by altering our, our, our electromagnetic frequency, we, we slow things down, which enable things to move at a faster rate from within us. So we got to think of it from the perspective of we can either, we can either interfere with the process of conscious flow, we, or we can actually create space for conscious flow. The emptier we are, the more space we create, the more active the process engages. So it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a counterintuitive concept. Most of us think that the more, the more we act, the more we do, the, more, the, the better we are. I think with miracle making, the less we do, the better we are. Because, again, the less componentry suggests that we're creating more open space. And that open space is something that the universe is, is all too happy to, 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 to fulfill and to, to fill up into full fill up with conscious, with conscious, super conscious, low patterns. And I think electromagnetic energy gets more active as we empty out. So by meditating, by becoming the meditation, as I write in the book, I say the most important thing is we, we, we don't just meditate 20 minutes a day and call it a day. We actually engage in the process of changing our beingness, tapping into our source, becoming our source. One of the exercises in the book that I talk about is we, to look in a mirror, to go to the nearest mirror and look at that mirror. And to look in the, in, the, in the absolute nucleic center of your eye, eyeball, to look right in the center of your eyes. And as you look in your own eyes, you just feel the essence. You feel the presence of your, of your spirit, of your soul, of your beingness component. There's no, there's no judgmental there. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no materialism there. There's source, only source. So by, by quietly looking in your own eyes, you feel the presence of source. And that's the key. I think, again, the less we do and the more presence of source that we cultivate, the more miracles come to us and flow through us. But, but to get to that place, don't we have to become first aware and accept that we are really more unconscious and that our subconscious is actually operating more in our life than even conscious living in order to move towards those spaces where we can 
actively and, in, and with inspired action engage in the meditation, engage in the practices that you talk about within the book? I think, I think the, the, the beginning of the process is all about understanding that we can increase the flow of energy at a superconscious level by diminishing our input. Not by doing more, but by, by doing less. By being more and doing less is the way I'd put it. So I think that, that to, to, to meditate, which so many people do, thank God, and to, and to perform higher meditation levels of trance, for example, in so doing, just by, just by showing up every day, just by doing your meditations and your trance work, and just by shutting down the, 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 the busyness of our, of our mind, and by becoming less a human doing, and by moving into the realm of human being, and just by, by centering ourselves in source, and coming from that place from within us. You know, I, I often say in the book I talk about, in the movie I talk about the same thing, that the most important part of the process is to re-identify, re-identification. Because we, we identify with ourselves as a personality, as an ego. And we don't, maybe not intentionally, because a lot of people are very elevated in their, in their consciousness. And, and they don't perhaps consciously spend time conceptualizing of themselves as an ego. But I think we're coming from a past background and in, in a, in a, a programming, a strong programming that we are identifying with self as, as a form. So self, self is assumed. The matter of form, so to speak. So we think of ourselves as personalities with, with, you know, we're organisms with glands and organs and cells and atoms and that's what makes us up. That's what we are. But, but we're so much more than that. And I think the, the, the key is to re-identify. There's a term that I use in a couple of my books. I've written seven books so far, but there's a few other books I wrote the same concept about identification. I refer, I refer to this Re-identifying your I. We use the word I in our language about 500 times a day on average. Between our writing and our, and our speaking, we use the word I about 500 times. But we almost never qualify that. Who is your I? So it's a matter of taking the time to, to tear down the walls of what you've been programmed to believe is your, is your I self, your source, and to re, re, redesign that from the perspective of soul as opposed to ego from the perspective of beingness, like I said a minute ago, when you look in the mirror and you just connect with the essence of your being, just the, just the energy, the essence, the non-judgmental essence of your, of your, your flow, your, your beingness. And I think that when you look in the mirror and you, you see that in your eyes, you feel the presence of it. It's a, you feel the presence of your, of your essence. That's, that's the key. And you're not involved in any more qualifications of having to do, but you're actually, you're just in the zone of beingness. I think that's the key to the whole process. I know that you began the book going through your own experience of physical pain and a physical issue. And so many people are encountering their own brokenness, their own challenges, their own conflicts with this world that so often it is easier to get more engrossed in the ego of that than to realize a way beyond it. In my own life, I experienced 
a type of trauma where I chose to dive more deeply into it and found that it was a back door to greater conscious living and the superconscious. So is that one of the pathways that every person has to take to realize that their brokenness or their disease or the challenges that they are going through are actually a way for them to cultivate the power of creating miracles within their own life by realizing the power within. That's a great point. Absolutely true. I think that the, the process of, of building the process of identification of a new, new concept of self requires deconstruction before, you, before you're involved in the construction part of it. So I think before we build a new self, before we identify with a new self and construct a new self, it's deconstruct. And then I think pain and suffering are often the place where that happens. I think that's that's just kind of a natural. And the, the, no, the, the two most powerful, the two most powerful variables in life that are that are that are transformational, that, that trigger the transformational process, are pleasure and pain. And you're bringing up a really good point that I think that pain, more often than not, is the innate process. You don't, you don't, you, nobody seeks pain. They seek pleasure, but, but the pain process happens to us. And I think it forces us to, de, to, to deconstruct at some level or other. So we can either, we can either unconsciously deconstruct and just, you know, let, let, let it happen to us and let it happen through us. Or we can choose to consciously and get involved in the process of reconstruction of self through the, through the, through the, through the um, process of, Pain and, re- and healing, I guess I'd say, and re- rectifying the pain and suffering and healing, engaging the healing process. So healing is, is the reconstruction of sorts. It all begins with pain and suffering. And you, you talk about brokenness as having a sacred quality, but ultimately what we're really moving towards is a type of death. But that death is not necessarily, it's a physical death. It's not the death of our lives necessarily. It, it can be. But it, it really means the death of that identification to allow a rebirth of something that's higher, almost a spiral of us moving higher and higher within the way we see ourselves. Is that correct? That's exactly correct. You, you spoke that perfectly. That's exactly, that's, that's precisely what happens. So as individuals are moving through these experiences of brokenness, as you move through a, a really challenging period physically, how do you embrace that as sacredness to be even able to open the door to the next step? I'd like to, I'd like to think that I, that I did that by my own volition, but I, but I don't believe I did. I believe there's a gravity to the process. And I think that, that when I, what my story is all about, and I mentioned in the book and the movie, the book and the movie both cover this, but I mean, I designed, I, I, I put together a, a a concept for a film, mapped out a film in a book. And I worked with a producer, Christine Priscilla Bresson, who's a brilliant filmmaker. And so we, we sat down, we spent like five months mapping everything out. And while we're mapping out this, this beautiful story, we're going to have half a dozen patients telling their amazing miracle stories about how they were, were in a terminal, fighting a terminal illness, fighting to stay alive, and they actually had a complete turnaround recovery and a transformation that that's, represents a, a, an absolutely beautiful story in every case. But what we did was, right in the middle of it, 
we, we, we had everything planned out, but we didn't count on the fact that, that I was going to go through that process myself. Nobody counted on that. So ironically, irony of irony, in the middle of the summer, I'm going to be telling the story of six people um, going through their life-changing experiences to heal and to, to defeat a terminal illness. I was actually struck down by, by Lyme disease right in the middle of the filming, right in the middle of the book writing. So I, I actually, I actually was, was, was taken down, if you will, by neuroborrelia. That's a Parkinsonian Lyme disease. It actually mimics Parkinson's disease. And I was, I was actually completely in, incapable of walking for, for almost three weeks. I was, I was struck down by neuroborrelia from Lyme tech, from the spirochete bacteria, spiral bacteria. And, I mean, I was trying every natural medicine. I was trying every antibiotic. I was doing everything humanly possible. I, I just couldn't, couldn't seem to stem the tide. I got worse and worse. And I was completely crippled. I was, I was unable to move, unable to walk. And I had to be carried to the bathroom the first few days. And then I went to the hospital. And I was in a serious, serious condition. No question about that. And I'm going to have you pause my- right there, Dr. McCollum, because we have to break for commercials. Con- conversations about brokenness bring to mind suffering. But from the superconscious perspective, there's a sacred quality to brokenness. In order for us to appreciate such a quality, we must first come to understand that breaking is not an ending, but a continuation. Life is like a river that flows ever forward. In every moment of each lifetime, we give birth to a new, ever-unfolding self. As we grow, we break through and extend beyond a comfortable womb-like threshold of familiarity. Moving out of comfort to the unknown tends to be destabilizing because with it there is always some type of breakage. This is from Dr. Mark Mincola's book, The Way of Miracles, Accessing Your Superconscience. I invite you to go to his website, markmincola.com. You can look under the bio section and click on it. It's right there. You'll find out more about this book along with his film, The Way of Miracles, and you can sign up for his newsletter. Get your copy of the book from Amazon or Beyond Words. We'll be right back after these messages with more of the amazing Insight from Dr. Mark Mancola. Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to Dr. Mark Mincola and his book, The Way of Miracles, Accessing Your Superconsciousness, I'd love to share with you two of our wonderful sponsors of 1111 Talk Radio and also help you take care of your health. I know I spend a lot of time sitting at my desk and on my computer, and I have found it is very important to get up at least every hour for a few minutes and do something or find a way to keep my body moving. Think about how many hours you spend sitting at your desk or on the couch watching TV. What if you could turn those otherwise inactive times into opportunities to burn calories, to get fit, to improve your circulation, and to keep your body in a healthier position? That's exactly what I do thanks to my new QB. And it is compact. It's an elliptical unit that fits easily under my desk, so I can be pedaling my feet and getting a workout while I'm still sitting at my computer. I love uh, using this piece because it helps me remember to keep moving when I can get lost in my writing or lost in an activity. It's super quiet, whisper quiet in fact, super easy on your joints, and a recent clinical study confirms that it helps burn 84% more energy than sitting alone. I loved my QB so much that I actually thought about getting one for my parents. It's a perfect solution for anyone who might be housebound or otherwise needs something to help improve circulation and keep active. They've loved having it. So if you have a parent or a loved one who has limited mobility and needs a way to stay healthy, QB would be the perfect gift this holiday season. You can take advantage of QB's 30-day risk-free in-home trial. Turn your least active times into your most productive opportunities to stay healthy with QB. Visit QB.com slash 11, spell out the word 11, to find the QB elliptical model that's right for you. That's QB.com slash the word 11. We all say I'd like to work out more if I only had more time, right? Well, QB makes it easy to burn those calories and stay active anytime, virtually anywhere. Again, that's QB.com slash the word 11. I'd also love to mention to you uh, that my podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, then BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They want you to feel more fulfilled and happier. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. 
It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional therapy done securely online. We have a special offer for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. That's betterhelp.com forward slash 11. And BetterHelp is H-E-L-P. It's available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send messages to your therapist. You'll always get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you never have to leave your living room or sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, wants you to start living a happier life today. So definitely go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11. You can go on their website and read their testimonials and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. My guest again is Mark Mancola, and he's written the book, The Way of Miracles. You can pick that up at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or Beyond Words Publishing's website. Uh, you can also go to his website, markmancola.com, and find out about the film. Definitely access that and take in all of the wisdom that is shared from his book, Science is just beginning to understand that the greatest manifestation of power in the universe is, in fact, proto-consciousness. Imagine pure awareness is the all-powerful energy that generates the infinite power within the vacuum of every atom. This salient point places us at the threshold of the superconsciousness matter. If unlimited power is readily attainable, the natural question is, how can we access and perhaps even amplify such power? This is what you will learn through the way of miracles. Uh, He teaches you how to release the fears, explore inner awareness, and use practical techniques and exercises that revolutionize healing concepts through a comprehensive understanding of the levels of consciousness. Miracles don't just happen randomly. We have the power to create them. Welcome back, Mark. I want to go back to something that you shared that I have found to be true in my own life. And in fact, when I had Debbie Ford on years ago and she created the film uh, Around the Shadow, she expressed how she also had to go through the experience once she began it. And I think that's part of our creative capacity. And in, in a way, maybe it's its own kind of miracle that whenever we intend something or we go through something, uh, we are given an opportunity to really experience it so that we can speak to it from that place of experience and wisdom and expression. I know that in the Upanishads, there are two terms, Shreya and Preya. And Preya is when we do something that is more intended to uh, either feed the ego or have some other agenda or short-term gain. And oftentimes that does lead to the experiences of brokenness and suffering and pain and things that we encounter on the human level. And yet, inside of all of these experiences is also Shreya, which is a higher, more overarching uh, service that serves a greater good that ends up ultimately encompassing something that will affect a lot of people in a more profound way. As I listen to your story, it's almost like, uh, and, and when I read your story, 
about shifting from some materialism and, and some of those things into a different way of being, it's almost as if Preya was initially what operated in the life that brought some of those conditions and ultimately created what was in the body. But it was all for this experience of Shreya, the greater good of the book, The Way of Miracles, and then the film ultimately reaching so many people to impact them with the knowledge that they have super consciousness. I'd love to just lay that in the space and let you share a little bit more about how that unfolded for you and um, ultimately what your primary shift in learning about yourself was through that process of what you originally wanted and what originally turned out. Well, first of all, your insights are very, very valuable. They, they, they help define the book and the film in a, in a perfect way. There's no question about it. And I, I look at it from the perspective of, of the Tai Chi circle. And the Tai Chi circle is representative of the, the, the answer of life, so to speak, that, that is it's clear about the fact that separation is an illusion. There's no such thing as separation. The good and the bad are all part of one thing. And the, the, the Tai Chi circle, again, is representative of the mutual compatibility of opposition. But there's, there's a dark half circle and a light half circle, with a dark in the middle and a light in the middle. And then representative of the, perf- the perfect balance, the perfect blend, if you will, of, of good and bad, the perfect blend of dark and light, the perfect blend of, of pain and, and and pleasure, it's, it's, it's in, inescapable. And again, the separation is an, illusion, is an illusion. There's no such thing as separation. So the, the, the greater good in the whole is always served by that process of, of mutual compatibility of opposition. The whole is always served in that process. And I think it did in my case as well, as you pointed out very, very, very eloquently. And I think that what happened to me was, was very, very much an important part of, you know, it's a, the thing that I refer to in the book is, Karma, Dharma, and Moksha. And Moksha is like complete liberation. And again, you, 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 the liberation is, is part of the healing process that actually is tied into the pain and suffering. And it's the pain and suffering that leads you to the liberation. So it's like in the middle of planning this film, mapping out this film in this book. Again, we're planning on putting together six stories of patients who had terminal illnesses that had mar- marvelous recoveries, miracle recoveries. And in the middle of it, I was struck by by a type of Lyme disease called neuroborrelia, which is like Parkinsonian's Lyme. I mean, I was, I was getting more and more crippled every passing day, and I was, I was just so symptomatically, trying to, symptomatically limited is the way I put it. And I couldn't walk. got to a point where I was falling all over the place. I just couldn't stand up, couldn't walk, and it was really a horrible situation. So I, I, I was paralyzed for about three, two to three weeks. But one given night, when this, when this thing really started to reach a peak, I went into the bathroom to, to get ready for bed, to brush my teeth and to prepare myself for sleep. And I fell on the floor, on the hard tile floor. And I fell in such a way and I hit my head in such a way that I couldn't move anything. I couldn't move anything. I couldn't, couldn't move a finger or a toe. I couldn't move any part of my body at all. I was totally immovable and immobilized 100%. I knocked over a bunch of bathroom chemicals. And the bathroom chemicals tripped out and leaked out on the floor. I was breathing them in and drinking them down. I couldn't get my head away from the bathroom chemicals, and I thought that, I was sure that was going to kill me. It was horrible exposure, horrible exposure. So all this was going on, and I just felt like this is, this is just such a dreadful experience for me to have to go through, absolutely incredible. And I, I was considering the rest of my life. Am I, going to be, am I going to be paralyzed the rest of my life? Will I be able to move? Will I be able to walk? Will I be in a wheelchair? 
And I thought so many different thoughts in so many different ways, and I was actually determined to arrive at a conclusion in my, in my inner being as to whether I felt like I could overcome this, whether I felt like I had the strength, the power, and the willingness to over, overcome this, this horrible situation that I was in. And it was, it, was very, it was very depressing. It was very intense. It was very, very powerful, very, con- very confrontational. But I finally decided in the middle of the process to ask myself, if I can't move the rest of my life, I was on the floor for 14 and a half hours, by the way. Mm-hmm. And while I, was in the middle of, while I was in the middle of that process, I asked myself, if I had to live without, without mobility, if I had to, move, to live without my arms and legs, could I, could, could I do that? Do I, I, I want to do that? Or can I just command myself, my soul to the universe? Can I, should, should I just end my life right here? I, I was really in a very deep, dark place. And in the middle of all that, I decided that I confront myself with that question. I didn't have an answer. So about 25, 30 minutes goes by. And about a half hour goes by. And out of the blue, I started screaming for help. I screamed as loud as I could and as often as I could for help, 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 help. So by screaming for help, I knew that I, I wanted to live. I didn't know I wanted to live until I screamed for help. And that's when I figured out that I wanted to live. And something took place deeper in my soul. And my soul just essentially just, just spread such a light deep within me. And it was just such a powerful light of truth, of conviction, of determination. My spirit was just determined to, to over, overcome all this. And, and I, I just changed my whole being from that point on. My, my life hit, a, hit, hit an apex at the time that I hit the floor. So I had to fall in order to rise up, as I would say. And I think that at that point, I was determined to just make sure that I was never going to forget what I went through, no matter what happened to me, whether I'd ever walk again or not. And I had my, my, my doctors were telling me I would never walk again. I, I, three, three weeks later, I started to walk. But it was, it was just an incredible process, such, a, such an incredible process. But I, I overcame it. I healed. And I'm 100% back in the act in the saddle again, so. I'm I'm always amazed by the human spirit, but then also this this exceptional grace that does hit us in different ways, whether it is automatically screaming for help and then realizing I want to be here or uh, some other type of insight that manages to keep us moving one more day and opening to something greater. And ultimately, as I went through my own very, very traumatic experience I realized that much of it was about coming first to a place of neutrality around everything, embracing the dark and the light, the brokenness and the health, all of it as one, to to really understand there was a way to move beyond that and look at things from a higher perspective. Did you find that you had to come to a place of neutrality before being able to move into this place of understanding you could access superconscious and create miracles yourself? I think that's a good way to. I think that's a good way to phrase it. Yes, I, I did. And I think that for me, it was just a matter of observing the process. And and I think I, I was, initially I was out of body. I, I'm sure I was out of body, but I just observed. I just I just glanced at everything and I just observed it. And I just took it in. I just I didn't know what to think about it. I didn't know how to equivocate it. I didn't know how to how to how to spell it out to myself. I, did, I just I was just wide open to whatever was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to live or die, for one thing. I mean, I, I, I truly didn't know if I was going to live or die. And I t- truly didn't know if I wanted to live or die. And the whole thing was just one big question mark. And I think you're right. There's, there's a place of neutrality, a place of, a place of not knowing what, what you wanted from all this, and not knowing what was, going to, what was going to happen, what was going to take place. How was, how was this going to, con- how was this going to conclude? I, it was all neutrality. And I think I did come to that place of neutrality, no question about it. 
And I think ultimately that's the place where when we choose to, to really finally be alive and choose something more fulfilling or higher or more consciously live, ultimately it's for the true lesson that we all have, which is self-love. And you have within the book different states of self-love. So were the steps from that point forward st- uh, steps of opening to greater love that would then allow you to move to this place of being willing to embrace a higher self than what existed before. Well, the, the, the really amazing thing was about that was I'm so used to working with patients, terminally ill patients, and, and to having to exude a tremendous amount of compassion. I mean, my, my work, my life, is all, it's been all about compassion. It's, it's 100% about compassion. And I never, I realized in the middle of this, this traumatic experience that I never, ever experienced compassion for myself. And that, that's, that's the form of self-love that I, that I learned on the bathroom floor that day. And I think that to tap into the vulnerability that I, that I was feeling about myself. Again, when I, when I was out of body and I was gazing down on my, my body lying on the floor, unable to move, breathing in bathroom, bathroom cleaning agents and all that stuff, I, it was just a horrible, horrible vision. But at that point, I just felt nothing but pure compassion, the, the kind of compassion that I feel for a patient who is suffering from a terminal illness. The, the powerful compassion, just an incredibly overwhelming compassion, blanketed me. It just, it just, it just warmed me to my soul, and it, I never felt anything like that toward myself in my life. That was the first time that ever happened, and that changed my whole, that changed my whole perspective radically. The unconscious mortal self is the vehicle of karma or lessons, while the superconscious soul self is our vehicle for transformation. The superconscious soul parenting process is difficult. But the universe has provided some safes to help lighten our load. The important safety measure is that perfection and imperfection are intertwined. Nothing goes to waste in the universe. An opportunity and an opportune way to view this is the imperfections ultimately flows into the vastness of perfection. As in the placebo effect, much of what we believe does indeed happen to us and happen for us. Every karmic lesson inevitably brings us closer to moksha. To liberation. This is from Dr. Mark Mancola's book, The Way of Miracles, Accessing Your Superconsciousness. What if there were a way to generate miracles for yourself? When it comes to health and well-being, people spend enormous amounts of time waiting for miracles to happen. Ultimately, the potential to make miracles for yourself rests with the superconsciousness, the boundless unification of personal consciousness with omnipresent awareness. The question is, how can one access the superconscious existence? Well, to start off, pick up your copy of the book, The Way of Miracles. You can get that at Amazon or Beyond Words Publishing. You can also go to Mark Mincola's website, markmincola.com, and look at the film, Way of Miracles film that he has created, uh, illuminating so much insight and wisdom from so many and sharing the miracles that others have experienced. Again, that's markmincola.com, and we'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to my guest, I want to mention that uh, 1111's latest issue is up. Feel free to access that on the 1111 MAG site. There's some beautiful individuals being shared there and always wonderful insights. So partake of that. Give that gift to yourself. To be fully alive is to master undivided presence. And the key to mastering undivided presence is to center our consciousness within our breath. Mark Mancola calls it learning to live a lifetime within each breath and every breath. And he means that literally. We take millions of breaths during our lifetime. How many of the thousands of breaths that you took yesterday were you actually conscious of? This is part of his book, The Way of Miracles, Accessing Your Superconsciousness. I invite you to go to his website, markmancola.com. To pick up his book, to access the film, to sign up for his newsletter, and to find out about his other books. So while you're ordering The Way of Miracles, he has uh, seven other books, six other books that you can also access as well. Welcome back, Mark. Uh, We were talking about love, and in the book you go through different love states. uh, And and it takes us from not just self-love, but to the all-encompassing selfless love that we're here to attain. In my own experience, when we go through a deep healing process and we truly engage self-love, what we often bump up against is self-hate or self-contempt. 
And that's something that none of us would want to admit to, but yet the subtleties of that become very evident as the uh, deconstruction process, as you call it, takes place. Uh, talk a little bit about self-love, self-contempt, and selfless love. I often speak in my, in my books and in my talks about self-contempt being the only mortal sin there is. And I feel like self-contempt is, is, not, is, not, is a process that we've learned to engage in throughout the course of our, of our life experience that, that doesn't really have, like I said earlier, I talked about compassion. I think compassion is the magic word. To have a sense of compassion is, is the key to self-love, is the key to, to tapping into, over, is the key to overcoming self-contempt. And I think the key to, to, the key to, to dealing with that process has to do with understanding that when we were children or innocent five-year-old, six-year-old kids, in fact, I tell patients, to check out your, your, your family photographs, your family pictures, your mementos, and check out your, your family pictures and Polaroids and all that stuff. Pull them out one day. Try to find a picture of yourself at five years old. Look at that picture of that five-year-old person that you are. And look, look in the eyes of that person. Feel the energy of that person. Feel the feel, the energy feel of that, that, human, that innocent human being. There's two things you want to tap into, innocence and deservedness. Innocence and deservedness, that's the key. So if you can see yourself as a five-year-old, you can't miss the innocence. You can't miss the deservedness. You can't miss them. They're so powerful. They just ooze out of our, of our, of our being in those photographs. Let's so say you can tap into that. You can learn about how to tap into your own compassion, the vulnerability and the compassion of selfhood, and loving that self as being innocent and deserving for an eternity, not just, not just five years of life. I think that's an important part, part of the process. We accumulate so much from the time we're children that it gets covered over. And I know you talk a lot about uh, nutrition and, and the way to get our bodies into a place of, of being able to access superconsciousness. You also talk about inflammation in the book that takes place in the body. But it seems to me that when our lives are hit with these uh, big hammer moments, that's almost like a spiritual inflammation or an energetic inflammation that has taken place because we have accumulated too much uh, that has covered over that innocence and covered over uh, that radiance that you just spoke about uh, when we were five years old, four years old, six years old. So then we have to really eliminate and move to um, pulling away everything that we have come to believe ourselves to be. In the beginning of the show, you talked about making space, really creating an open space for the universe to be able to do something. Can you talk a little bit about making space in regard to the identities and all that got encrusted on top of the five-year-old in order to move into this place of eliminating the spiritual inflammation? Well, first of all, I, I embrace and spend a lot of time thinking in Taoistic terms. And I think that the greatest fullness greatest fulfillment comes with emptiness. And I think that the, the, the paradox kind of spells itself out if you really think about it. The emptier you are, the more full you can, be, you, you can become. And I, and I think that we tend to be so cluttered with so many different circumstantial energies in our lives. We're so cluttered with, with past events, with judgments, with confusions, with, with, with things we, we misinterpret as sins and, and failures. I think we spend so much time bathing in that and in our, what we believe to be is our sins and our failures. We actually missed, missed, missed track, missed, missed the, the, pot, the, the, the target 
I'm tapping into the, the, the total fullness of emptiness. I think when you, when you clear, clear the self out through meditation, through, through trance, through prayer, we actually empty ourselves out in a way that we can fill, fill ourselves up completely. And I think that fulfillment comes about as, as a result of the proper type of meditation. It's, it's non-judgmental. Uh, we're, we're, we're out of the emotional zone with meditation. So we spend so much time in the emotional zone. We were, we were constantly clicking back and forth between deservedness and lack of deservedness. Self-contempt and love. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's conditionalized. It's always circumstantial. It's based on what happens or what we think is happening. So events change our, our, per, our perceptions about deservedness and self-contempt. And I think that when you meditate in deeper levels, and, I, and again, I always talk in the books and in the films about going beyond meditation, becoming the meditation. So it's not just 20 minutes of meditation a day, it's becoming, med- becoming meditative. So be changing our being and tapping into that inner, that, that non-judgmental source. Like, like I said, when you look in the mirror, like I said earlier, you look in the mirror and you just see the essence. You just feel the presence, the essence of our presence. That's the term that I like to use, the essence of our presence. That's what it's all about. That's, that's as empty as it gets. There's no judgmentalism. There's no, no confusion. There's no, no failure there. It's just emptiness. And that emptiness gets filled with light. I think the process of emptying ourselves out in a deeper meditative trance state and becoming the meditation, becoming meditative, like I said, that's what, that's what enables us to become fulfilled. A big part of this book is really about presence, really, really having a deepened presence as a state of being. But we live in a world of nothing but distraction. Uh, people's attention can't be held beyond three seconds. You know, things are constantly moving faster, especially with technology and social media and all of these things. How does someone come from the world we live in to really anchoring into a, a place where even within their meditations, they're not getting distracted or they're not getting bored or pulled away because of some other thing to do? What advice would you give? We, we don't have to create presence. That's the beautiful thing about it. Presence is, is already existing. It, it, it are, presence, presence is. Presence is. So the beautiful part about that is it doesn't take any effort. You know, we don't have to do anything. You don't have to make anything, create anything, or, or engage in anything. There's no recipe for it. It's, it's actually it's less is more. I think just by emptying ourselves out, like I said a minute ago, by just clearing, clearing the decks, emptying ourselves out, we become clear about the fact that we have an essence. We are, you know, I always say, we are the universe. We're not in the universe. We are the universe. You know, we don't have consciousness. We are consciousness. And I think when we start tapping into the fact that that is what our, that's what our essence is all about. Our essence is just beingness. And I think the more, the more we get, the more we get into the flow pattern, that's the way I'd like to say it, the more we get into the flow pattern of just flowing into our essence, tapping into our essence, it's a river that already exists. We're going to sit by the riverside. We don't, have to, we don't have to make the river. The river already, the river's already there. You just have to go by the riverside and observe the river. I know that you've mentioned the film quite a few times and about patients and the miracles that they've experienced. Would you like to share a little bit more about how people can access that film and what your hope is for them to experience? Sure. If they go to um, thewayofmiracles.com, that's simple, thewayofmiracles.com, they can actually watch the film. And the film, the film is all about Exposing the, the world, to, bringing the world, and introducing the world to, to these six people, including yours truly, because my story is in the film as well, and in, in the book. But the, these stories, they're important stories that represent all of us. Every one of us has fallen, or every, every one of us is in, in a free fall. Some people are in a, in a lifetime free fall, or a multiple lifetime free fall. 
but we're all, we've all fallen. And this is just a, this is an exercise in inspiring people to realize there's no, no separation between falling and, and rising. They're one and the same. And this is an exercise in trying to inspire people to tap into the fact that by falling, you've already opened the door for rising. I think that's what this is all about. Beautiful. Again, get your copy of The Way of Miracles. Go to his website to also access the Way of Miracles movie. And to close out the show, I'm going to take you through one of his exercises in attaining a state of pure presence. Take a moment. Stop what you're doing. Turn your attention to each breath. Inhale slowly and smoothly. Exhale fully. Listen to the syncopations of the act of breathing. Draw your attention deep into your life-generating rhythms. Inhale and exhale. Continue breathing with your complete concentration focused on each breath. Before long, you'll find you are fully present in the field of now. Inhale. Exhale. Each breath is timeless. Within each breath, there exists an endless lifetime. The timeless space that is created within every breath creates an infinite space for our undivided presence, the undivided presence that results from the power of now is a reflection of ultimate power. We are the fading shadow. We are the eternal light. We are the ephemeral illusion. We are the imperishable truth. We are the forgotten promise. We are the undying love. Breathe that in. This is from the book by Dr. Mark Mancola, The Way of Miracles, Accessing Your Superconsciousness. You can find out more about him at markmancola.com. Thank you, Mark, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Until next week, I am Simran, in love of love with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.